You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 56, sponsored by ComicPoll.com. Welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. This is episode 56. I'm Josh, and I'm here with Connor. Hello. And Ron. Hey. iFanboy.com is the website that we make, and they're making faces at each other. Uh, we like comic books. We, we, we read a lot of comic books, and we decided, hey, we should talk about comic books to other people besides each other because we don't like each other that much. Every week we all read our comics, and then one of us will have the task of picking the best one that they read that week and then writing up a review, and then we come here and talk about it on the podcast among other things, and stick around like you're going anywhere, because uh, later in this show, we're actually going to be giving away prizes. Ooh. Ooh. Prizes. But you're going to have to work for it. So stay tuned. Stay, stay tuned. Before we get started, we'd like to warn people, uh, it's a review show, and we are not spoiler sensitive. So if you haven't read your books yet, you might want to wait until you read them, and then come back and listen to the rest of the show, because we're going to be talking about what happened in the books this past week. Um, I believe that's all And Ron, if you can go ahead and take it away We've got a lot of shows, so get moving Yeah, we do, we do have a ton of shows this week um, Speaking of a ton of, a ton of, I bought a ton of books this week I got my stack here and I got like 15 books Really? Yeah, I got a lot of books um, And I really thought it was going to be You know, I typically buy more Marvel than DC And I thought it was going to be um, You know, with a lot of stuff going on in Marvel this week What was Civil War, number 5, and Iron Man And New Avengers and stuff like that I was kind of getting ready in that Marvel kind of mode And of course when you get that when you get that preconceived notion, sometimes a book surprises you. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go to ifanboy.com, you can read the review I wrote up about this week's pick of the week. But this week's pick was Checkmate number eight. This was sh- more shocking than when you picked She Hulk. Really? Yes. Well, you know I've been reading it. You know I've been I know it. that, yeah, but, yeah, but well, <laughs> we weren't sure if you actually liked it. Here, well, and I wasn't sure either. Now, here's the thing: like I mentioned in my review, I'm a dabbler in DC. Like you know, like I'm you know, like I know we often talk a lot about what books you like, and we were, there's some talk about it on the board whether you're a Marvel zombie or a DC. What do they call DC people? Smart. Okay. All right. Or that old um, stupid. If you're, <laughs> if you're if you're traditional like DC, there's no Marvel. Uh, but um, I mean, traditional actually. There really should be a Marvel zombie equivalent for a DC. There should person. be. There should Let's be, come yeah. up with one. Okay. Let's come up. I with believe one. that would make you a member of the DC Nation. Yes, that's what it was. That's yeah. stupid. You sounded like him. That was freaky. Really? Yeah, that was freaky. DC okay. Nation. Um, <laughs> so if you're a member of the DC Nation, you know I'm not a member of the DC Nation. But I'm not either. I refuse to go with that name. But when one year later kicked off, and I heard, you know, I know I know Rucka is a good writer. You guys speak very highly of him. I figured I'll check out this Checkmate book. And then a couple of folks on iFanboy.com, a couple of users also recommended it as after the first most, second. Most came out. notably, Daryl. Most notably, Daryl. Daryl, this one's it, for you. It should be. Yeah, this is the first week he's ever agreed with us. Daryl wins. Um, and I'll be I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I I, I got it. I understood what was going on. But I didn't get it because I didn't understand its context within the greater DC universe, and I wasn't well, trying to worry about that. But it was a little confusing. It was a little confusing, and I think, and that's not to say it's not perfect. I mean, the fact that every issue we get it reintroduced to the, the recurring characters, every issue, is kind of acknowledging the fact that it's a little confusing, you know. And uh, you know, subtle little things like the the woman with the little black thing on her eye—that's the only way I know who she is. Everybody's I, wearing the same listen, costume. I read the, I read the books that she came out in, and I didn't know who she was until Connor told me. Right. Yeah. So it is a little confusing. But I kind of had that aha moment when I was reading this issue, not because of its ties to the DC universe or anything like that. It's because I figured out what it is, and the parallel I made to it is that this is twenty the the TV show twenty four in a comic book. It's an organization that's fighting crime, fighting terrorism, 
They're throwing people. They've got people out in the field doing covert covert ops. You know, undercover work. And there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of you know uh, arguments. There's a lot of people trying to get their agenda and their politics across. And a lot of suspense. And you know, some some good violence. There's not a lot um, of pulling up satellite images, though. There is not a lot of pulling up satellite images. But no, there's but no, there is. Yes, there is. They're in the page when they're looking at the yeah, screens. They've got the big control room of those screens. Are they sending it to PDA? You know that, are they sending it to PDA? You know there's an Edgar back there somewhere <laughs> who's opening a socket up so they could do, you know. So um, it, it, I will admit that it lacks the dynamic Jack-esque character. Right. Um, and perhaps I, that's supposed to be Mr. Terrific. I think it's supposed to be Sasha Bordeaux. Yes. She's who the, is she's Sasha Bordeaux? She's, she's the, the Black gr- Queen. The, okay, the chick with the black thing. Yeah, the Black she, Queen is she the used to be Batman's bodyguard. Oh, really? Batman that, needs a bodyguard. Bruce, Bruce Wayne did. Oh, That's okay. where she came out when Rucka was writing Detective. Yeah. She was the uh, she was the bodyguard that some like the company, the corporation hired Wayne for, Enterprises right. hired. For and her. so the the storyline is that over a long period of time, she figures out, hey, I think this guy's Batman. Oh, so she figured it out. It was very good. It, it oh, went wow. on for like two years. Oh, wow. It was great. It, it, it unfolded over the course of two years. Oh, that's awesome. really interesting. Oh, and, and I so, read that. Yeah. That, that was like, that was the golden age of modern Batman. Yeah. That was when it was really good. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, this, um, this is a really fun comic. I will say, someone mentioned this on the website, but it, having read Queen and Country, it is a little Queen and Country light. Well, which yeah. makes sense. But it's, yeah. that's, let's say it's not enjoyable. It is right. slightly... I mean, if you're reading this and Queen of Country, it's really no comparison. Yeah, it, it, I gotta say that because and because of that, I am a little sort of consistently underwhelmed by it. It's good, but it's this was the best issue. I thought. Yeah, this was well yeah. because I think they kind of got away. Well, and also notice the the, the fatty woman isn't in it this issue. Amanda, Amanda Waller. Waller. Yeah, I don't like her because she's fat. Not because she's fat. I mean, I, she, she's like that guy last season on Twenty Four, the, the the Miles guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, the, he was I, on Heroes. This this is a good jumping Miles. on point. I think. Yeah, yes. yeah. It's a start because of the art. fact is, yep. you could start at the beginning, but it didn't help me. Understand it any? Yeah. Well, I mean, the basic. Let's talk about what the basic conceit of Checkmate is. Though. The basic idea is that Checkmate is this international organization. I guess it's ostensibly UN sponsored. Uh, it's international. There's all sorts of different nations represented within it, and they are like the covert team who keep things in balance. They're like the UN's covert operation, and they they take care of terrorism, and they and they make sure one nation isn't overdoing another, and. And there's it's split. It's basically it's called checkmate because everybody's split up in terms of a chessboard. There's a black team and a white team. The black team are operations, and the white team are other admin. Admin. No, <laughs> they're, they're planning. Stri- yeah, stri- they're, not, they're in the they're in the office while the black dispersing the black and, and politics. Team they're yeah. dealing with those kind of things. Yeah. And while I get the chess metaphor, and there's a black queen and a white queen, and it gets a, black a little king, tiresome. It gets a little tiresome. It gets a little confusing. You know what? Too. The, the yeah. most tiresome thing is when they when they really go for it. It's like the black king's white yeah. bishop or whatever. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Just like, wait, who are they talking about again? Yeah, exactly, and exactly. that's the reason why I don't mind the reintroducing every time because it reiterates who's, yeah. who's the position first couple well. issues. Though actually had some charts in them. Yeah. Yeah. you shouldn't need a chart, but <laughs> this is Greg Rucka, and God bless him for well, it. But this was really the first issue where they introduced them once in like the first couple pages, and that was it. I didn't need to be yes. reminded of who was who. You mm-hmm. know. So, um, what do you think of the art on this? I like the art. I think it, I think it's got the. I, I kind of I compared it to X Factor mm-hmm. in the current X Factor, where it's got that kind of dark, shadowy. You know, kind of, you know, heavy line, kind of, you know. You need this kind of on. art for this kind of story, I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And um, I do miss Alan Scott. Yeah, I liked. I liked. I, I really like. Yeah, with, with, the, with the eye, eye patch, patch and the right. Yeah, yeah. but he's he's gonna he's in JSA now. He's in JSA. So, yeah, yeah, so it makes sense. I still want to know. So is he Green Lantern again? Yes. Probably, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. And so, but we still. I guess we find out in fifty two how he got to checkmate. Yes. Well, we yeah. just had fifty-two, fifty-two, fifty. Sorry. Two weeks ago, they 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 were talking about the formation of checkmate. Alan right. Scott talked about terrific. Yeah. 
So it was a good book. I mean, it, it and it surprised it surprised me as well. I was I was just as shocked as you guys. Were. I sat down and refreshed the website, and I went, "Whoa!" Oh, <laughs> and, it, and it was really early. Yeah, it was because yeah, I went to bed so early that night. I was tired. There was a lot of books to read. So um, rushed through them. Yeah, well, speaking of a lot of books, let's let's, uh, let's go to the other side of town, huh? Well, yeah, let's let's talk about the Marvel books. Um, so you, you mean five. you mean this week in Iron Man? <laughs> I am so sick of Iron Man. <laughs> All right, now now I've got a lot of thoughts about Civil War number five specifically. But before I get into them, I want to hear what you guys thought of it. Um, I it's hard to really judge Civil War because I think that a lot of momentum has been lost. I, th- I thought before the delay happened, yeah. this book was firing on all cylinders. I was really looking forward to each issue. When it came out, I was most excited to read it. It would be, the f- it would be. I usually break my pattern of reading books in a certain order to yeah. read Civil War first, because yep. I was really excited to see what was going to happen. Then the delay hit. Now it's like any other book. Yep. To me. I think there were really good things about this issue And I think there were really wonky things about this issue And it hit on both And I will tell you, I was reading this was, I did the same thing, I read it first I was like, yep. I really want to know what happens How does that work? Um, wow. uh, <laughs> and I was on the train reading it on the way home Because that's what I was doing and, and I did find myself smiling And it's very rare that you will read a comic book and smile But when Frank Castle stepped into it I was like, yeah I was like, ooh, again, I'm Again, it was smiling. like when he was on in Daredevil. They yes. have to watch that, though. I wouldn't take yeah. it away from either writer, but it's one of yeah. those things you use him too much, like the Joker, like anybody yeah. else. Like, it's only going to work so much, and then you're going to get sick of seeing him. But in this context, just like in the context of Daredevil, it was like, ooh, I really didn't think about that, and it was interesting, and I, and I definitely smiled. I... I don't so much get the coin thing if they well, had. Well, if hang on, because him, I got thoughts about that. Scene. I know, but I'm just wondering if they had him flipping the coin the whole time did, for he, this one thing. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, Danny Rand is not a. Well, is yeah, but but hang on, but but, but I have a big problem with that scene as all, and the coin is just a piece of it. Last bit though, yeah. last bit, and if this is you're gonna you're gonna love me. Like and it's been brought up on the site. This cover didn't happen. That's that that's that's my main point, and and I this is what I want to get into, and. Basically, the, like we said on the cover, we see Spider-Man getting ripped to shreds, and you got Bullseye. It's Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah but bull, but you got Bullseye, you got Venom, you got the Green Goblin, and this never happened. Yeah. And this ties back to my argument about covers and the puncher too, and about having things that having things that part- that happen on the cover mm-hmm. that happen in the book or not. This is just a pinup that McNiven did. But not only that, it. they they teased this cover, yeah, um, like after issue two, I think. Yes, yeah, and they said this is what's going to happen to five. Right. Ooh, it's going it to be good, happens. and we're like, oh my god, it's going to be a beatdown. Okay, so, so now, so now, if we go through the book from the beginning, we see the end of a fight with. Invisible Girl and Human Torch. I don't know what the context of this is. Uh, yeah, okay. but I got well, it. No, 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 but hang on, no, 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 hang on, hang on. The, then we see the end of the fight between Iron Man and Spider Man that started in Amazing, which is fine by me. Okay, that's fine. If I hadn't then, read it, I would have gotten it though, just like I did with right. Suit. No, but so then, then we have Spider Man on the run and the and the the two villains, which is cool. That scene with Jester and Jack Lantern. It, it was, but you've yeah. got this. The, the one page that they show all of them, where there's Venom and Bullseye and yeah. the other people. Taskmaster, I'm looking at this, and, and a what the hell is, does does Bullseye have the mumps? Look at this is the worst page in the book, by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and Venom mean, yeah. looks horrible. Yeah, looks like Bane. cannot draw Venom, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and, and that's totally fine. But like, why did they end up sending the C team? Why did you? Why are you showing me all these people? I don't know. But then, then you've got the Punisher reveal, mm-hmm. which is borrowing from Brubaker's Daredevil. But like, okay, hello. Why leave Spider-Man in the Iron Man suit? Don't you think Tony's gonna contract that suit? 
Apparently he didn't. Yeah, apparently. But Tony, but that's, a, that's a nitpick. I think that's a nitpick. Here's, but so this, then, here's the thing about... But there's other pages that are great. The one, the page after uh, Punisher shows up... By the page that Punisher shows up and is a great page. That's yeah. the, You guys know that's a reference to a, uh, a older, yeah. older yeah. pinup. Yeah. I didn't know that. Then the next page where you got the great Captain America face and he's all banged <laughs> up. Yeah. And, and that's a great page. Those, that's, those faces in that are classic. But then the page of the Punisher at the bottom of that page is awful. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. Bad. I don't agree. I didn't like it. Uh, either way, that's but, that's. Here's but I'm not talking picture. artwork here. Okay, I'm then, then finally, my whole my, the whole point being, this book is kind of telling me that there's no way that this is going to end up pro Tony. Oh no, no, we've known that since the beginning. I know that, but they've been. This is like your thing on the site that you know they've been denying it. It's right. like, come on, don't we're not stupid. So my final point is, is that at the end of the book, when they capture Daredevil, they make no. You know, we know it's Danny Rand. We know what's going on in Daredevil's book, but they no, make no clarification of that. The coin thing, like you're saying, is a little shaky, but they capture him, they bring him to the entry point to the 42, to the negative zone, take him to the jail, Tony's walking with him. 42 is the, uh, the Hitchhiker's Galaxy number two. It is, two, yeah, right? which is, threw me off. And t- Tony's trying to talk to him to explain what he's doing. At no point do they take his mask off. At no point do they say, wait a minute, you're not Matt Murdock, you're Danny Rand. Like, there's no processing, there's no forms to be filled out, there's no any sort of thing like that. I mean, they don't, like, are they respecting his identity? You, do, you, do you wonder if, for example, was this written with the being Matt Murdock in mind, and they had to switch it out at the last minute? Because wouldn't okay. it make more sense that Matt Murdock would make a biblical reference than Danny Rand? I don't know enough about Danny Rand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, it does. Yeah, it would, he's Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. that's always been part of the story. That's a very good point. That is a very very. So good make, point. it makes me think that they were that they actually gave precedent to Brubaker's story over this one. It's possible. It's very interesting. There's a, but, that's my best conspiracy theory that ever. Is, that is really good. But ultimately, like, you, like my problem with Civil War as a book shaping up is that it, this book feels like a bunch of bullet points explaining the story. Yes. It is. And I think that if you really want to get into it and enjoy it, you do that in the other books. And this is your... But they made such a point saying that you didn't need to buy any other books. No, I know. But this is the, non, this is the non-in-depth. This is the Battlestar Galactica as it's happened so far episode. Right. But the thing is that they yeah, made... They, made, they said in the beginning you wouldn't need to have other books for And that. I feel as if like, I, like, I want to know what happened in, with, with Sue and Johnny. To, you know. Right. But you, you would, you, the thing is, though, if you got everything in this book, it would make all those other books superfluous. Right. And, and this book would be 20 issues long. And you know what? Some people like a surface story with a lot of fighting, and that's what this is. If yeah. you want to get in-depth, you go for the other stuff. I don't have a problem with that. I know it's what they said. I don't, I don't care, though. It just feels a little light. And, and conversely, if you look at Infinite Crisis, which was very dense in a short period of time, it felt like it was too much. Mm-hmm. And you know, too much was happening too quickly. I just feel like, I just feel like it's, this is glossing over a lot of the details that could really help the story. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let's and continue on. The, on I could the, just live without Iron Man for another two weeks. Boy, I, we've had enough of him, huh? They're just, I mean, they're, I they're, although I do want to say, New Avengers number twenty-five, uh, Chung's art, yeah, yep. great, yeah, he's I, really good. I really actually dug it a lot more than uh, than 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 McNiven almost. Like at least it was just it was more consistent, I suppose. He um, this was a good issue. Made me really miss uh, Young Avengers. Yeah. <clears throat> I forgot how much the art in Young Avengers played into me liking that book. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? Yeah, they kind of made him up. Some dude there. who works for him. I'm wondering if he's in the Iron Man book. I don't read Iron Man, so I don't know. Is he in the Iron Man solo book? No, I don't know. If you're out there and you read the Iron Man <laughs> solo <laughs> book... Let us know. Do you know who this person is? For a little bit, I thought that they were going to go into the... Like, cause he was saying things about how the suit works now that I didn't know anything about, and I was like, "Are they going to explain if he's in the little room or not?" Yeah, no, never, I was kind of waiting thing. for it. Oh, Venice it is Venice. Venice. Yeah, yeah, sure. Did either of you buy it? <clears throat> yeah, I did. It's right here. Well, did it explain his side of the thing, his side of the conflict? Because I thought Avengers would explain his side of the conflict, and it didn't at all. I think it tried to. 
it felt more like it was um, setting up him taking over Shield. Well, that's what they both did. Is yeah, that what this did. whole thing is for? Yeah, he's going to be yeah. Iron Man, Director of Shield. Poor Nick Fury. Well, yeah. My problem is is the whole point of the event, new Avengers storylines. Each issue is supposed to explain each Avengers role in this and Civil didn't War. This didn't do a single. Th- it didn't. He didn't even talk it. Yeah. Well, it did. If it, ex- if it explains the the purpose of it, like if the yeah. if all of this. It's almost though it's not the purpose of why they're doing it. It's the purpose of the story, though, right? To put him in charge of Shield. Yes, but the, that's well, weird, though. It doesn't follow for me. Like the whole thing, she's like, he he realizes they want him in charge of Shield. Like, right. why? Well, I thought it was interesting that she revealed that she was just on Madripoor duty, like she was some low level Shield yeah. person. Like, why did she get put that? That that was intriguing. That was interesting. Yeah. But I feel like that's pushing Bendis's Avengers storylines more than than the Civil War story. It had yeah, it had nothing to yeah. do with the Civil War. Story. I feel it's as fine, if this is a Cival War thing. I mean, all this Ballyhoo, as much Ballyhoo as there's been about Fifty Two and the Beatles and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. There's been Ballyhoo about the Marvel retreats and the creative and how everyone's tied. I feel as if this story was written by Casada, Bendis, Loeb, uh, Miller. You know, all the people that are there, and Miller's just writing the words of Civil War. Mm-hmm. But I feel as if the whole plot has been sketched out by by all the writers, and I wonder if it's too many cooks. See, I don't get. I I, I see what you're saying, but I get the. I, I've thought that too. But when I read Civil War, I really get the sense that that Miller's, you know, dictating the, the beats. I suppose. And yeah. then the other people can run with it, and it feels disjointed because it is not a concerted effort like Fifty Two is. Right. Fifty Two, they laid down the groundwork. He said they said this is where you have to go from, and they worked on everything all together. Marvel's a little more disjointed, whereas like here's Miller's story. You take your people, you do what you want. You, you could say story. that Miller's defining the bullet points. Yeah, well, I thought the first two issues were very very focused, and it really contrasted highly with the DC crossover but then I think the whole thing has come apart it went like that it, yeah, it's scattershot the, it's big the, the threads yeah. have come apart it hasn't yeah. it's, not, it's not cohesive anymore yeah so so it's, it's slightly disappointing at this point I don't yeah. mind it in the sense like I don't need it to all be one big story I, I don't mind that there are there's the main story which is the road through it and there are eddies and roads off to the side and things that you can explore if you want to and come back around I mean as long as they I, don't, I guess I don't expect that out of comic books that it's going to be perfect because, like, from all that I've heard forever is, you know, the editors have a tough job. Right. And I know that's, like, no excuse. Like, yeah. it's hard, so they shouldn't do good, but that's not... I don't know. I'm, just, I'm starting to get disappointed by it. That's I am, all. Yeah. So we'll see if it ends. I mean, we're yeah. close to the end. I yeah. like the whole philosophy behind it in theory, and I like the conflict, but I don't... The, the, the books themselves are coming apart. All right. So well, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about some altogether different books. Um, when you asked, because we'll discuss which books that we want to talk about, uh, Mike's I explained Robin with a big exclamation point because <laughs> this would have been my pick of the week. Yeah, you too. Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, good. Yeah. I was startled to see Robin was so high in issue numbers. Yeah, one fifty-six. That's pretty good. It's been around for a long time. So it, why is this any good? It was. Uh, Ooh, it was. It was one of those very special episodes. Yeah. Nice. Um, basically, this, the guy who's taken over Robin since one year later, at, awesome. Adam Beach, is just he gets Robin. Oh man, does he ever! And he came from like doing the Teen Titans DC book, like yeah, not like, not the, the like the, the DC kids property, book, yeah. right? Um, and, and basically, Robin's going through all this stuff after you know his dad dies and, and Bat- Bruce Wayne adopts him. Uh, Superboy, his best friend, Superboy died. Superboy dies. Uh, spoilers the Spoiler died Who was his friend Like he's been through A lot of emotional stuff In the last few years I'm looking through it right now And it's giving me chills again It gave me chills The first time through Basically the, the deal is He This kid who was Following him around Who ended up with Some kind of weird Superpower got really hurt And the kid He kept telling the kid To go away You're not safe But the kid really Just wanted to emulate Robin So it was like And, and, and now, he's in a coma Right and Robin feels guilty Robin's swinging around On the rooftops He finds a kid About to jump off a building and he doesn't, he doesn't directly talk him down, but it's kind of what it's about. 
and and there's like this one panel where where they're talking about how uh, they said something about have, has everybody you know what it's like to lose somebody because the kid lost his parents or something and it's a flashback page of all the people that have died in oh, Robin's wow. life That's and it's really quite powerful. That girl died. She's evil now. She's evil uh, now. So, so she's dead to him. Exactly. And she tried to kill him. I mean, it's, it was really emotional. This kid is, you know, he's, he was basically literally on the edge and. Um, but not not overwrought. No, not, I mean, he never directly says don't jump. Yeah. He just sits down next to him. He just Robin swings in, sits down next to him, and goes, "Hey, what's up?" And then they just chat for the whole issue. And I assume he doesn't jump. Yeah. No, uh, cool there's, there's the big spoiler. Plus, uh, at the end, the end is a nice... The end is an awesome last page. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He calls up... Because uh, he hasn't talked to anybody. He hasn't talked to... This is, really, it's, it's, it's therapy for both people, because Robin hasn't been discussing his feelings with so anybody So he's just either. discussing with a stranger. So then yeah. at the end, he calls up Dick, and they have a chat. Of course he calls up Dick, the heart of the DC universe. But yeah. basically, like this is, the, this is like one of the best one-year-later books going on, and I'm, like, it's been... Everyone has been great. They've been cool. exciting... They've been actiony. They've been emotional. They've been well written and well drawn. It's just it's a great DC book. So that's that's my highest DC recommendation. It is it is one of the top DC books mm-hmm. in terms of overall quality. There's nothing there's nothing bad about it. Yeah, cool. So there's a there's a good book. Yeah, Escapist number five. It wouldn't be a, a month without talking about the Escapist. <laughs> what are we did not. Talk it's about one it. issue away from ending. Is it seven issues? Of Six. Six, and we'll have done every issue. I know. I almost picked this. Now I'd like to Just point out that cover alone. <laughs> like she would never go for. I'm sorry, go never go for who you. Oh, she no. totally would. She would never. The girl would never go for him. No. Anyway, were you going to point out? I would like to first refute the fact that I did not like the last issue. This was pointed out somewhere. Someone said I didn't like I, it. I did. <laughs> I just didn't like it as much as the other ones. Okay. I still liked it, but uh, this was good. This is um, that's kind of hot. I don't know. I don't know why. Her in the moth. Her in the moth costume. Very kind of cute. Very you know the little uh, the wig was what did it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I like the regular hair better. What kind red. of sweatshirt can you buy that does this? By the way, that you can zip over the face. I don't know. I think I, that it's kind of weird. Yeah. And and then the zipper on the edge would hurt. Yeah. <laughs> what? You'd, I, you'd have to look at this to explain it. They open up the elevator and and Max Fisher. I don't know. His He's name. got like a uh, Max Fisher. That's what he looks like. <laughs> and Max Fisher is standing there with a zipper that's like mush mouth. I guess. I it's know. like the, it's like the hood, but the hood has a zipper. You and catch your hair a lot in it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're 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 seriously digressing, and we're going to lose listeners. <laughs> they totally, they totally made out, and I don't think she would make out with them. <laughs> I like how they didn't, how they didn't show. I mean, they showed they, how the, the the tying in of the escapist story with the story of them doing it mm-hmm. was really well. And the moment that they kiss is is it ties into the escapist breaking out and the kisses and it, into the little shards of glass. And it's not a straight analogy like right. you would expect. It's not like the escapist and Ludomoth kiss in there yeah. and then it yeah. here. Like it's it's pretty advanced. Uh, Psychological writing, I suppose. Like, yeah. the, the basically, what you've got in the Escapists is they're telling the story of the comic book at the same time as telling the story of the creators of the comic book, and the Escapist has to go through a psychological thing. And when he breaks out of his real chains, you know, yeah. like the artist or the writer gets out of his emotional Max. change or whatever. His character's name, but not Max. really, because then as soon as the kiss is done, he he's back in his emotional. No, hole. no, he, he. I thought that when he kissed her, all of a sudden he was cool. He was like, I know how to finish the book. Yeah, because he was all blocked up. Well, he gets, he, gets, he he escapes from his writer's block, but not his emotional block. Because he, well, sure. no, the girl still he had a breakthrough. I mean, that well, was, the, no, because the girl still wants to be doing yeah. the kissing, and he's he's off. He's more worried. Well, yeah. because because he, his best friend's getting his ass kicked in prison. Yeah, yeah. Which was I was like, ooh, 
And I like how the guy, the guy who kicked his ass in prison, the back of his jacket says "grr." <laughs> I thought that was very appropriate. I really like the art, by the way. I mean, like, I, I know I'm a huge fan. Yeah, that was just great. I mean, this, I like both styles too. This book just this book has just kicked ass on every level. Every so. issue of it's been great, and it, yeah. it, it just if you haven't picked it up, that trade is going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a great be single very, story very trade that you can give to anybody. Yeah. So speaking of trades, we're going to move off some of the um, the weekly books. I mean, it was a big week, but I think we kind of covered it pretty well. So we have a little bit of shocking news for you here at iFanboy. Um, those of you guys who listened last week, I was in San Francisco, and I, I went to the lovely Isotope Comics and visited James and crew there. And when I walked in, I bought my weekly books. And I said, James, I, go, I want to read something new. Surprise me. Give me something you know, interesting. And I liken going to Isotope like going to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. He just, it's, it's quite exciting, whatever. So he pulls a couple books. I got some emo book from Oni, which was all right, Wet Moon, it was called. It was okay. But then he pulls over, he's like, you have to read this book, and pulls out Project X Challengers Cup Noodle. Now, tell him what it is. It's okay, background. We've talked about this before where somebody said, hey, how come you don't talk about manga, which Ron can't say. Yeah. He says manga. Manga. And, and Ron says, I don't really care. A lot like last week. He said he just didn't really care. Exactly. So where are we at? So what happens is he says, he goes, you got to look at this book. And he pulls it. I notice that, A, it's manga. 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 Jesus. I'm going to say manga. Deal with it. I notice it's manga. It's also the kind of manga that you got to read from right to left. Like that's, all, that's all manga. And it that's starts, kind of redundant. Well, no. Well, some they do. I mean, you know, whatever. That's not real. It's not okay, real. Whatever. So it's real manga. And he starts flipping through it. And I immediately kind of rolled my eyes. And I said, no, no. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, it's the true story of the invention of Nissen's cup noodle. And I said, really? And he goes, yes. And not only is it the true story, but he flipped through a couple of scenes. And, like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but the, <laughs> the level of drama that they use to describe, like, when the guy, it's basically the story is, is that Nissan is the company that made ramen. You know, huge success, made a huge fortune in the 50s. The 60s, they hit tough times. Okay, everybody's making ramen. It's a tight market. They're trying to differentiate themselves. The boss, the head ramen guy, goes to America, try to sell ramen. It doesn't sell. They don't get it. Because they don't have the special because they don't bowl. have the special shaped bowl, right? Exactly. We all read this, by the way. Okay. I know. Oh, yeah, I made. I, I came. I'm not home. telling you. Oh, right. I know. <laughs> I, I forget there are other people listening. <laughs> I came home and I said, "You guys have to read this." And so what happens is that based off that, he gets the inspiration to create a ramen in a single serving cup that can be heated within three minutes. So he pulls together his, a team and says, "You guys need to make this." They don't know what to do. There are no cups that can hold hot water that you can it's carry a, and not get scalded. It's amazing that because they're completely like, oh, we don't even know if this is possible. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's something that we so take for granted. Yeah. And talking about it now really isn't doing it justice, but the way the art and the storytelling, I honestly, I was amazed. The way I really felt for these engineers. These guys, these are food engineers, and they're sitting there in front of a drawing board going, well, what should it look like? I don't know. You know and they're trying. And, they, and it breaks it out into chapters where one team's working on the container, one team's working on the noodles, one team's working on the toppings, and, and, and then the, the sales guy. And then the sales guy has to figure out how to sell it. I was on the edge of my seat in the airplane reading this. I read it in one sitting, I read it in about 20 minutes, and then I read it again. I read it in a dentist chair while getting the Novocaine. Nice. So maybe I didn't like it as much for a reason. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but like, it's, it made me laugh. It may, I was I was I've never been on in such, such tension of like it's a it's a business story. I mean, basically, it's a nonfiction business story. Did you, did, you know what I'm more excited for the Seven Eleven. Yeah, story? at the yeah. end, there's an ad for the next chip challenge pro, or Project X Challenger uh, for when they open Seven Eleven in Japan, which Bring, I, bringing the convenience mart revolution to Japan. Nice. Yeah, I'm down with that. So barrier has been broken. I've read manga. I liked it. I'm hooked. I'm getting everything in this Project X Challenger series. Because it's 
fucking hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I got it, and you gave it to us, and I read it in uh, one subway trip to work and one back. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. I mean, you, you, you're like getting into it. You, you know they're going to create this product, but you're, you're getting, because, you know, the guy can't find the right shrimp. And you're like, come on, it's, find it's the shrimp. Fair. There are 8,000 different types of shrimp in the Japan area. And, and he's, he's like dr- smoking over the shrimp, yeah, and he can't. What's great is that there's it one guy who's. It takes place in the 70s. It, it, late 60s, 68. And so, it, oh no, it started in 68, and then it came out in 72. Exactly. So we're both right. Um, and there's one like family guy who's a newlywed and his wife's worried about him. She's trying to figure out how to cook for him. That's one storyline. There's one cool guy, the smoking guy, who was always like, and everybody has their own little personality. And you've got like the scene when they get the container approved by their boss. The drama when the boss is looking at the container and he holds it and squeaks and it's a squeak, squeak as he squeezes it. And, he, and then they're quiet and he says, let's go with this. And you just see the sigh of relief. And then when the guy who's making the toppings trying to figure out how can he get the toppings in the container and then cook correctly, and he realizes he can use a process he learned about in college called freeze drying. And when he says that, there's lightning behind him, and it's just like it's it's awesome. It's really cool. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know what I really liked? Um, I liked at the end there was uh, there's pictures of the people and because it like, really happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, but like, there's this thing in the end where basically. Cup noodle gets very popular And they show everybody eating it And I was like Oh that's silly And you look Then there's pictures of everybody Eating cup noodle Like like big long pictures of it Which which is pretty neat What's really interesting though Is that it was quite the Quite the revolution In terms of Engineering and technology Like that styrofoam mm-hmm. cup Didn't exist for food Right Like they create Like they It was, it was and, and now look what we have I know exactly <laughs> I, know. I had cup noodle Before I came Did you finally get it? Before I came nice. tonight nice. Wow I was starving I was like oh, I'll get a cup noodle Because we're going to talk about it So it's Project X Challenger's Cup Noodle By Tadashi Kato And is published by Digital Manga Publishing um, The Miracle of 8.2 Billion Serve The Magic Noodle Nissen Cup Noodle It's Awesome. I've never seen him this excited about a book. He oh, was, was literally st- bouncing down the sidewalk telling us about it one night. Jazzed. It was so good. So um, you could probably get it from comichole.com, though. Really? Yeah. Because Comicol is your source for discounted comics and trade paperbacks. <laughs> They've got um, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and Image Books, and they're all 40% off. Do they have Challenger Project X? I hope they do. All right. Um, you, can, you can set up a subscription to order your weekly books. You can also buy the trades that are 30 50% off. Um, someone wrote in saying that we kind of say it too quickly, so we want to be very clear and enunciate. So, comic hole. The, the the slogan is from our hole to your house. It's a hole, like an comics. orifice or a or a ditch, uh, and it's full of comics. C C O M I C H O L E dot com. And they 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 send you good comics. Excellent. Yes, they do. So. Uh, are we, are we gonna are we gonna tell them about it? I think it's time to talk about the giveaway. Okay, we're getting ready for the holidays. We're feeling a little kind of festive here at iFanboy, so we want to give back to our listeners. Uh, yeah, I I talked to uh, this company named Screen Life Presents, and they do the Scene It DVD games, which are very cool. A lot of They're fun, very fun games. We um, all, I think we all have the DVD games. Yes, know, yeah, so. and they do a Marvel game. I it, saw that in the stores. Recently. It's based on it's based on Marvel trivia, and then the Marvel movies are on the DVD, and and there's but there's comic book stuff in there too. Um, and if you've got any comic book friends, it's a good time. Don't try to play it with your girlfriend. She's not going to want to. Anyways, we have a bunch of copies of these to give away. So we're going to have a couple of different ways for you to get them. But we've got, we've got a, little, a little contest this we're, week. We're trying to figure out how to, how to give them out, how to, how to make somebody win something. And we figured, let's tie it back to something that's been... Connor. Coming. Hello. And Ron. Hey. iFanboy.com is the web spaces at each other. Uh, we like comic books. We, we, we read a lot of comic books. Uh, the and people have spoken. The people have spoken. And so we, all three of us, each made one. 
Uh, those are going to be up on the website. To and kind then, of inspire you. Right. And you have until uh, Friday, November, November 26th. 20, 20, <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible with this, cal- with this uh, calendar stuff. Uh, November 26th at 5, p- 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. To give us your uh, your entry, your artistic entry. We know you're good with Photoshop. We know you're all little computer geeks in there, and you can do it just as well as we can. So what you want to do is, if you not w- better, you want to send us a JPEG size 1024 by 768, and se- email it to contact.ifanboy.com and make sure the subject line it says contest. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the only way you can get entered into the contest. Has to say contest. And and how will how will we choose the winner? What will happen is the three of us will convene. Yeah. We will review the entries. We will argue. We will argue, and we will pick the best wallpaper mm-hmm. to get. And the winner will receive a copy of uh, Marvel Seen It. Yeah, and so. we'll, we'll send it out and everything, and then yeah. you can regift it. Exactly. <laughs> so no, it's a fun game, though. Yeah. So, um, so next Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subject line: Contest. Contact at iPhoneBoy.com. It's the deluxe edition with two DVDs. It's got to be 1024 by 760. Big, nice tin case. Yeah. But that's uh, Screen Life Presents. Uh, so we'd like to thank everybody at Screen Life Presents. Yeah, yes, definitely. thank you very thank much for sight. Yeah, so. All right, so cool. that's, there's a first, huh? Yeah, so hopefully everyone's as excited and as And this is are. also the first of a few contests. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So exactly. we've got a few of the games to give away. So on to the listener mail. We've got a lot this week, so let's Oy. dive in. So our first one comes from Zach Henderson, who also wanted uh, desktop wallpaper. Uh, yeah, so, and, so. and we kind of said, yeah, we'll, we'll give you that, because yeah. <laughs> uh, he's sitting there in Kuwait. Yeah, he, we talked about him in our year anniversary episode, because we didn't really know. He talked about getting his comics, and he traveled a lot in the Mideast, and we didn't know where he was. So he wrote in to clarify that he lives in Germany, but he's deployed to Iraq, Afghanistan, and Kuwait um, every five months or so. Then he comes home for ten days, then he goes back to the sand. Um, and you know, Qatar, the United Arab Emirates, and Josh's favorite place, Djibouti. Djibouti? Yeah, he goes to Djibouti. So, That's nice. So, um, so Zach, you're getting your um, you're getting your iFanboy wallpaper, and we think it's really cool what you're doing. So, and it's kind of hard not to you know support yeah. you. So. He, has, he has a hard time getting books. He does. So we feel for him. He does have a couple questions though. Um, like every other fanboy, he wants to break into comics as a writer. Um, he doesn't want to be <laughs> the next Bendis or Game or Brubaker. But do we have any tips besides sacrificing a, sacrificing a virgin goat by the light of the blue moon in order to become a good comic writer? Well, I've looked into this a lot, <laughs> and I've read uh, I've read a lot. Uh, you know, like listen, You know, the best thing I can tell you is a I haven't done it, so I couldn't tell you how to do it. But but b you know a and b you know read a lot and write a lot and listen to as many of the creators as you want how they do it, and everyone's going to tell you a different thing. There's no way to do it. There's no one way. Ultimately, I think it's like any kind of dream or goal or anything that the it's only way to do work. it is hard work and it's tough and just do it. But right. I'll tell you this: ounce you, of luck. If, if you want to be a writer, then you got to make comic books any way you can. Find an artist, draw it yourself, do whatever. Unless you have comic book work that you can show to people, they're not going to look at scripts and not going to do anything. So, yeah. um, his second question is: his favorite characters are Ghost Rider, Darkhawk, and Moon Knight. He's super stoked to see some new Ghost Rider and some new Moon Knight, but would we, besides Ron, besides me, uh, support a Darkhawk relaunch? And the thing is, is that, I mean, I know you guys are laughing, but regardless of my affinity for Darkhawk, if it's a good story, then it probably would be supported. I, I mean, if it's a good story, It would be sure. tough. Yeah. I mean, it would depend on who was doing it. It would really depend on the I would, I would call that a bad business decision on the part of the editor. Let's let's do Dark Hawk. <laughs> I mean, like, you you could smell the flames from here. Meanwhile, Zach, I would love it, so go for it. Yeah. So, all right. So, thank you, Zach. Um, our next question comes from Christian, um, who was writing in about Josh's pick of fables last week, which is quite the controversial topic. 
Um, he was very excited to see Fables um, picked as the pick of the week, and he thought it's you know kind of long overdue. So he's thanking Josh for that. Um, and also, just so we know that he's a diehard X Men and Marvel maniac, and he does like Fables. Mm-hmm. But his question is: since that we frequently say Invincible is the best superhero book, could it be said that Fables is the best non-superhero book out there? Um, you, I, I don't mean, think there's, I, there's not going to be consensus on this answer. Well, you could say that. You could say anything. <laughs> you could say whatever well, you want. Having, having read a lot of them, I mean, like the best non-superhero book, like there's so many different options. That's like saying, you know, like there's the best crime movie, and then the best movie that isn't crime. Right. Like you couldn't yeah. do that because there's all sorts of other things. Too many other genres. It's a really good book, but there's a lot of other really good books too that aren't superhero. I, I wouldn't even want to make that call. I could say Queen and Country is the best non-superhero book, and I would feel just as strongly about it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's almost awesome. like non-superhero is harder because of the so many different genres. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, I, and I couldn't tell you what genre Fables falls into, quite honestly. Fantasy, I think, um, I think it's safe to say that. Well, you haven't read Fiction. it, so you can't really say. True. <laughs> Good point. So, um, so, but then on to the, uh, the, the little bit of the negative reactions to the Fable pick. Oh, okay. So, um, we had Garrick write in to, um, to inform us that he was uns- unsubscribing from our podcast. Uh, the subject line of his yeah. uh, email was lack of integrity. Yep. And so he was very upset with the uh, lack of integrity that we showed on how we... Um, on how Why don't you just con- read, read his email? Okay, I'll read it exactly. I'm writing to let you know that I've unsubscribed to your podcast. The fact that people who did not read a title were making judgment calls about its merits displayed a lack of integrity concerning the show. How can any listener trust any information provided by your hosts when they are admittedly not informed of the subjects they discuss? It's, if it's how video games are killing babies, mixed martial arts is a no-rules barbaric non-sport, comic books are infantile, or anti-war equals pro-terrorist, uneducated news and opinions have no place in my media rotation, and neither do the companies and or retailers who financially support them. Signed, Garrick. Apparently he's not going to Comic Hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first off, let's just say you know we want to thank Eric for writing in because we often hear good you know we we get a lot of good praise and we don't often get as much negative. And not to say you know please send us the negative, but it's, it's don't a, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is that you know this pocket nobody's you know forcing you to listen to it. It's your choice. You can unsubscribe if you like. That's totally cool. We're fine with that. And we got another email from Robert, yeah. uh, basically saying the same thing, although nicer. Yes. Uh, basically, you know, he he said the same sort of thing. We shouldn't have read. We shouldn't review a book unless we've all read it, or at least you're somewhat familiar with it. Um, he said he used to enjoy our show on a regular basis. It's Apparently, show. he doesn't anymore. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and 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 basically, the point is, we shouldn't be reviewing a book if we haven't all read it. Uh, so let's start from the the first thing about. Uh, explain. I think that there was a misunderstanding about what you were actually talking about last week. It, it wasn't so much fables as a book and its quality, because I in, in the podcast I, we went back and listened. I made it clear saying I'm not I I wasn't saying it was a bad book. It had bad art or bad writing. Just that I had no interest in it. Mm-hmm. And you know there was some playful razzing and some teasing. They, they were they were giving me shit. Yeah. They weren't the t- there was the thing is that wasn't about the book. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with fables. It could have been any book really. <laughs> they were just they were giving me shit, and no. they do that. Now what's funny is is that but if you've listened to every episode of the whole year, we give each other shit. And We give Ron a lot of shit for the stupid X Men book series. We <laughs> really do. And no one has written in like, hey I think Fables is a sore spot for people. That's it's what we've discovered. Fables. Especially on this show because you yeah. guys don't read it and don't want to. Right. I never said I didn't want to. You just said you haven't. Do you, I just can, said I hadn't. Can I can And I, I said I would. Do you want me to give you a stack of them tonight? All right. I don't know where they are. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but the, th- the me and Connor no, but I think I said on the show that I would have agreed if you, you gave did. it to me. You I did. did say it on the show. Yeah. But Connor and I were talking about this earlier, and we realized that the Fables readers are the new Sandman readers. That they're very sensitive. 
They're very protective of the protective book. of the book. We were getting you out of trouble. <laughs> and now you're getting right back in. Yeah, <laughs> that's really. But um, but the thing is, is that I mean, and it's great because we heard a lot of and on the site on fanboy.com, there's a lot of positive support for fables and a lot of people who disagreed with us for not being interested in it, and that's cool too. But the, mm-hmm. you know, again, we go back to what we said in the last last the last episode. Can't read everything. Okay, but the, the main point is there was no disrespect towards fables. It was yes. all disrespect towards Josh. <laughs> exactly. After okay. that, and, I, we apologize. We, we went slightly overboard. Honestly, apologize. Oh, thank you. No, I, I felt bad. It. But the, 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 the next point Not of his bad, the next point of his being that uh, we should we should all read the book. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's impossible. And, and here's why it's not going to happen. This is it's a rotating thing. Each week we each buy our own comic books with our own money. We can't buy an infinite number of books. I don't like the stuff Ron likes. Right. Ron doesn't like everything Connor likes, and they don't like everything Case I like. This week I didn't buy Robin. I don't read Robin. Right. It sounds like it was a great issue, but I don't get it. You know, yeah. so it doesn't always work that way. For me, Fables was my pick of the week last week. I think it's a great book. I'm not taken away from it. You know, whatever. They didn't read it. I can. I. I talk. I talk on my damn own. Uh, and I think it all boils down to is that everyone's allowed their own opinion. Everyone's allowed to like what they like, dislike. We don't think less of Josh for liking Fables. Josh doesn't think less of me for liking X Men. Josh and I don't think less of <laughs> less of. Con- yeah. We don't think less of Connor for for his allegiance to Batman. You know, it's all whatever you or want. Aquaman. We're all happy. We all get along. Yeah. And I, and the point of the the pick of the week is not just to talk to about to whoever's listening to the show, but to each other. Because, for instance, uh, when Ron picked X Factor as his pick of the week, Josh and I weren't buying it, and based off his. Describing it in the show, we started buying it. And and that's the way it goes. It. We're not going to only talk about books we all buy because it would be boring. Right? And there would only be six books because we don't actually have that much in common. Right. And you know that's that's one of the things. Uh, finally, Garrick, who's unsubscribed, she's not listening, compared us to uh, people who talk about things they don't know about on CNN. That pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm watching CNN today and they're talking about the PS3 lines, and the lady's got no idea what she's talking about. She's like, video games aren't for kids anymore. The same people who write the lines and say Batman, Biff, Pow. You know what? A, we're not the journalists. We're not the news media. We're here doing a comic podcast. If you like comics and want to talk about it, don't lump me in with those people. I hate those people. And that's that bullshit. Yeah. Well, so so sorry we pissed you off, but uh, I guess you're not listening, so it doesn't matter. Ups and downs. <laughs> All right, so we got a couple more quick hits to get through. Um, so Cynthia wrote in saying that um, she's a big fan of Daredevil and she's upset that the uh, first movie blew. Boy, did but, it! But she um, is curious. <laughs> do you, you know? Do you think that the studio or do, would Marvel ever have any interest in redoing uh, Daredevil? No. Wait, I would think no until the fact that they're redoing Hulk. Hulk is more universal property. That's been Hulk is way more universal. They had the I, TV show. It's it's a well, you can culturally hey, reference the Hulk and people. Daredevil all over the showed world. up in the Hulk. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah you can culturally that. reference the Hulk, and everyone knows. Yeah, what it I is. think the moment they started redoing a movie like that, they're redoing the Hulk, it opens the door for any of them. But they are redoing the Hulk because of the cultural relevance of the character of the Hulk, and not because. But the of other it. thing is, that I think they considered the Hulk to be a failure that kind of went over. Whereas Daredevil. Well, you know, in retrospect, it's not as good. Yeah. I don't think that they would want to do it again because yeah. what's the point? I don't think they will. But no. now, now I think they could. Like, I, sure. I don't think it's out of the realm sure. of possibility. Well, it's like they possible, redid the Punisher. Yeah, they could redo Captain America. But I, don't, I honestly don't think that they consider Daredevil that much of a failure. Yeah. So, um, our next email comes from Pat, who's been picking up a lot of books. He used to buy a lot in the '80s, but then he dropped off in college, like in adulthood, as like a lot of us have. Um, but he was wondering if that, you know, he noticed that the quality of comics, what with Infinite Crisis and Civil War and things like that, the quality of comics have gone up. So he's asking, is there a new renaissance of comics going on? Um, if so, when did it start? He doesn't want to dismiss the last 20 years because they know there have been many good things over the past years, but he feels as if something significant is going on right now in the comics industry. Yeah, the books are actually making money. <laughs> <laughs> that and the movies. 
quality of and they're good. I quality. Mean, of I th- I really think that the first real renaissance happened uh, in 1998 the early 2000s after the boom went down and then all of a sudden no one was reading but the books got good I would pick it earlier at 95 really? Really? when Grant Morrison's JLA number one came out that was 96 I think no 95 okay and and then there was a build from that yeah I think that's when it started and then from there you. and then I think Marvel Knights played a big deal played a big role in it Marvel Knights was huge for that yeah so I mean I definitely it's definitely started in the late 90s slowly I think it gained momentum probably in 2001, and then it's gone. 2000, 2001, and then there was a explosion. slump. There was a slump where, like, it was like, okay, Bendis is writing all these books, and and they'd hired Warren Ellis to do regular books, and they'd hired Grant Morrison to do regular books, and it was like, uh, and then it got kind of boring, and then they've kind of noshed it up in the last year after pe- people started buying books. Well, I think the point that you made that people started buying books is the good thing because people started buying books, and so then the company started competing again. <laughs> Our next email comes from the Black Pixar. Who um, actually had a question that, uh, that an email that kind of shocked us. This is um, my favorite email we've ever gotten. He says, "Hey guys, great podcast. He really appreciates the intelligent yet retarded banter on comics. That's about right. In the last couple episodes, he's noticed a couple people have been writing in questions of who would win in a fight variety. <laughs> His roommate and him were having a similar discussion the other night and wanted to know our thoughts. They're discussing who to win in a fight between Mike Tyson in his prime." And a variety of zoo creatures. <laughs> we assume Tyson is allowed on a clean shot to the head to begin to the bout. But, but our estimation, Tyson could defeat a, a zebra, a giraffe, a horse, and a cow easily. We felt he would stagger, uh, stagger a gorilla, but would ultimately get his arms ripped off. And possibly his genitalia. So now, do we think Tyson, in his prime, could knock out, A, a unicorn? They embody everything right and pure and majestic in the world. Is it possible for a unicorn to be knocked out? Or do they just keep smiling and shitting out strawberries and rainbows? <laughs> Mike he Tyson answered his own questions. I don't. What, he doesn't I need think, us. Here. I think unicorn wins. Unicorn horn. Unicorn over Tyson in four. Th- uh, the horn to the throat, and he's done. Like I think I'm pretty sure that's an illegal move. Yeah, probably. <laughs> is it fair boxing? Is it like is it championship it's, rules? It's a unicorn. Who's to say? <laughs> All right, uh, Mike Tyson is prime versus Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. <laughs> I can't even do this. Mike Tyson in his prime versus Aquaman, in or out of the water. In the water. In the water, Aquaman wins. What about out of the water? What, you telling me out of the water? Aquaman out of the water, Aquaman also wins. Yeah, he does. Because he's got the proportionate strength. <laughs> Mike Tyson in his prime versus Pink, the singer with the man jaw, not the color. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tyson wins that I one. I think he could take her, but he'd be bloodied. Yeah, she'd start dancing. Um, and then finally, Mike Tyson in his prime versus Bruce Banner. Does he stay Bruce Banner? Does he get does upset? Does he get angry? Does Mike Tyson piss him off? I'm going to leave that to, the, to you to decide. Yeah. Well, you could say conceivably one punch... Little Skiggy Bruce Banner goes knocked out and doesn't turn into the Hulk. Puny Banner. Yeah. Um, so our next question comes from... I told you we had a lot of them. There's more? Yeah, there's two more. Our next question comes from Miguel, who's not from Columbia. He notes, <laughs> he notes that there's a new JSA monthly coming up, and he started doing some reading up on the characters in JSA, and he says they look like pretty interesting heroes like Iron Man and Dr. Midnight. He was wondering if any of us had read any JSA stories, and if we did, whether we could recommend some trades he should check out. Um, surprisingly, I've read the early. I was shocked about Jeff that. Johns, David Goyer run on JSA. I got a couple of trades when I was in Jury Duty. Supposed to be, they were really good. Yeah, they are. And Jeff Johns did some amazing stuff with Black Adam, and people are starting to find out about it in Fifty Two, and mm-hmm. that all happened in the pages of JSA. So honestly, go find Volume One of the Jeff Johns, David Goyer run, and just start from there. There was a JSA comic um, in the nineties, I think. I don't remember who wrote it, but Mike Parabek, the late Mike Parabek, he did the art. He used to yeah. do the Batman animated series art. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a really good series. Yeah. I don't uh, remember. I don't remember when it was. Though. A little off the side of that, Starman is sort of a character that goes off. And James Robinson did a Starman series that is yeah. just excellent. Related with, to JSA with uh, with Tony Harris. I don't remember. 
I don't recall either. I think Tony Harris, the guy who does Ex Machina, yeah. he was the artist on yeah. that. Yes, he was. Yeah. Excellent. Our last one comes from Gerald oh. from St. Louis. He's been listening to the podcast for a few months and has pinpointed the best non-comic-related feature of our show, Josh's fake accents. Though hokey and lame, they're also re- they, they are also <laughs> restaurant quality. Talk about a backhand You people can backhand and compliment the hell out of us. He would like to hereby request a podcast in which Josh does the entire show in a multitude of voices. New England, Scottish, Italian, Spanish, whatever he's got. This would easily be our best podcast ever. He can start the show with, hi, I'm Josh, in traditional Josh speak. But from that point on, it's all character all the time. We're sitting on a gold mine. Make it happen. Gerald... Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've only heard some of the A material. Yeah. If I had to do a whole show like that at the end, I'm doing Owen Wilson. I'm just like, I, I don't want to do the show anymore. <laughs> oh, you know what? I take it back. That was pretty good. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that when me and Connor are sick and Josh is flying solo. If you want to hear it, write in. I'll do it myself. I'll have arguments. So if you, have I a- thought this week's Robin was pretty good. Oh, mate, you're messed up in your head. You know, back and forth. Look, I'm doing it now. You are. Oh, I can't Save even help it. it. So, if you want that, or if you have any other questions for us, <laughs> you, can, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. All right, let's get on to the voicemail. Our first voice, first, our voiced verse ma- voicemail. No, you're doing voices. I don't do voices. Voicemail comes from Joe from South Carolina. Hey, Ifanboys, this is Joe from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, on your recommendation from many podcasts ago, I read Watchmen and loved it, and I've read it several times since. Uh, what else can you recommend that's like that? Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, Listen, I really like The Godfather. Is there something else that... I, no. I, I don't know. You know what? The short answer is no, there's nothing else like that. Yeah. And we've been discussing Alan Moore a little bit lately, and I think that part of the reason is that Alan Moore never really repeats himself. He does yeah. something, one yeah. thing he does, it's awesome, and the next thing he does will be completely different, and it will be equally awesome. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to dive into the wonderful world of Alan Moore, but if you stay tuned to iFanboy in the next couple of months, we're going to do a lot on Alan Moore coming up, so yeah. stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, our next and last voicemail comes from our good friend Augie. Augie DeBleak from the Pipeline Podcast here. I just had a quick message, this time for Josh. Josh, as, as a man who once came on your show and made his pick of the week, Uncle Scrooge, I just want to say, in listening to this past week's podcast, in which you recommended Fables as your pick of the week, I feel your pain. And in honor, once again, of your one-year anniversary, William the Shat Shatner. It was a very good year. 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 I think of my life as vintage wine from fine old cakes. From the brim to the dregs, it poured sweet and clear. It was a very good year. (laughs) Okay, okay, seriously though, not only does he put more effort into that than we do our show, I'm pretty sure he put more effort into that than he does on his show. He, he's no, he's been a podcasting mania this year, this month. Yeah. He's been he's yeah. been doing a lot of interviews and stuff. He's been slaving away at the boards, but that was unbelievable. I don't I don't do Shatner, by the way. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, clearly, yeah. whatever Aki has needs to be bottled. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> See, but that's what I'm talking about. You don't have to write in with the angry about the fables. Yeah. You can say, "Hey, I support you." Exactly. I Augie felt supports good. You. Thank God someone's listening. So, if you have a voicemail and you support fables, call one eight 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 fanboys three two six two six nine seven and let us know. Um, we love getting your voicemails, so be sure to send them in. <sighs> that was a whole lot of show, huh? This room's getting hot. 
We'd like to point hey. out. <laughs> we'd like to point out that the Frapper map, which normally we talk about here, uh, Frappers, they, they every, every now and then they change their their layout. Yeah. And for some reason they decided to completely eliminate the total pin count. So now really? we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't, so know. we don't know. It was somewhere around five fifteen last I looked. So it's twenty thousand now. <laughs> <laughs> the iFanboy Nation is huge. So uh, just we can mention a book and it'll make or break it. So go to frapper.com slash ifanboy or go to ifanboy.com and click the banner in the upper right hand corner and join the unnumbered masses. If they ever put the number back, we'll let you know what it is, but we don't know what what it is. Exactly. Why don't we just count all the little pins? <laughs> we do it. We're five, One, six, two, three. <laughs> I'll do the Northwest. You do the you do Europe. So so anyway. Um, yeah, so head on to the Frapper map. That's cool. Uh, you can also you can email us at contact ifanboy. You said that, but also don't forget about the contest. Yes. Contact at iFanboy, but contest in the in the subject line. You have until uh, Friday, five p.m. Friday, five p.m. November twenty sixth. Twenty Excellent. <laughs> we can't wait to see what you come uh, up with. You could go to MySpace. Yeah. My, my subject, myspace slash iFanboy. Be our seriously though. Go be our friend. <laughs> um, uh, if you want, you can go. If you really want to support the show. Hasn't been a lot of support lately. Uh, you could go to donations. Or you can send something. Uh, you say it. You can go to ifanboy.com slash donations <laughs> and, and throw, some, throw some money in the till um, as we continue to improve the world of iFanboy for you. Because Connor found the password and it didn't go well. Yeah, sorry. Uh, if you like us, you can go to Podcast Alley and you can vote for us there. You can write a review on iTunes. We got a few new ones this week. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently it doesn't have to be a good review either. Tell yeah, your friends. Um, it, tell I your family. I prefer it is. And, al- and also go to iTunes Actually this week If you go on the front page Of the iTunes There's a little box Highlighting comic book podcasts And there are other great ones Out there aside from us You should check them out But you're saying so. We're on the front page again Yeah Booyah <laughs> <laughs> Alright Well we'll see you next week And we can't wait to see All your contest entries So Ooh We've got prizes Yeah <laughs> So I'm Ron I'm Connor And I'm Josh And we say goodbye Bye bye Belong in the circus, Spock. Right next to the dog-faced boy.